Book of Revelation, chapter 11. We are picking up midway through uh, chapter 11 and verse 15. But just to review, remember that John was taken up into heaven and he's uh, seeing all these things in the throne room of God. And he sees a book with seven seals and then the seventh seal has seven trumpets. And we've been through the six trumpets. In the beginning of this chapter, we saw two witnesses and that stood for God, and then they were killed, and then they lay dead in the streets for three and a half days, and then God raised them against the mocking of others, and then people were in great fear because of this sign, and then they went up to God. And there's great destruction amongst the people uh, during all this. So then here's verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give you thanks, O Lord God, the almighty who are and who were, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. And the nations were enraged, and your wrath came, and the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. And the temple of God, which is in heaven, was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, and there were flashes of lightning, and sounds, and peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and a great hailstorm. Oh, this is powerful. So the seventh angel is sounding the trumpet and he's saying the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord. So the world that was handed over to Satan by Adam so long ago is being handed over to Christ, to God through Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders all sitting on their thrones there in the throne room fall on their face worshiping God. And then they're, they're praying out loud. We give you thanks, O Lord, the Almighty, who are and who were, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. So here we see God finally reigning on earth as he's always intended. That was the intention with Adam. That was what was offered to the people of Israel when, when he asked them to come up the mountain, but they refused and just sent Moses up alone. And so we see a a time of uh, distinction being made amongst people. The nations were enraged against God. God's wrath came against uh, humanity. And the time came for the dead to be judged. Now, who are the dead? The, those who had died to their selves. The time to reward your bondservants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. So you see that there's a time for blessing for those who have died to themselves, given their lives to the Lord. And then what do we see? The temple of God in heaven opening and the ark of his covenant appearing. So the ark of his covenant that had been hidden away in in the Holy of Holies because mankind did not understand the goodness of God. And so it had to be hidden away from them because his glory had been available to them. And meant for them, but they they turned away from it and they went their own way. So it had to be hidden away uh, for their own protection uh, in the Holy of Holies so that only the high priest could go in and only once a year. Well, now we know Jesus has made this thing available to us. To, he's torn the veil, but 
that still requires a process and we see a fulfillment of things where the the ark of the covenant uh is opened heaven is open for us we're able to more freely access it and him and we see very similar to what was happening when uh, the people of israel were called up the mountain the earthquake the lightning the thunder the hailstorm all these type of things were happening at that same time and so it's a it's a fearful awesome thing this this coming near of the lord god and then we're on to chapter 12 and we see a different description of similar things that we've already read about it starts out uh, verse 1 a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars and she was with child and she cried out being in labor and in pain to give birth i've heard people say that this is a picture of mary and jesus and excuse me if i said that's ridiculous john was giving this decades after mary and jesus happened now were Mary and Jesus a sign of these things? Absolutely. Or is there, is it just some strange coincidence that these are similar? No, just like everything else in scripture, that things happen which are pictures of things to come. So this woman is obviously the church, uh, the NASB 95 labels it on top Israel, which of course it's easy. Most people obviously equate that to the church, but it doesn't say Israel in the in the actual words, but but that's but this is the church, this woman. Verse 3, Then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his head were seven diadems, and his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth he might devour her child. I've referenced this chapter many times throughout the scripture because the Lord has shown me that these things are happening. And so, you know, I'll go into greater, more definitive detail than some of the other parts. The dragon is obviously Satan. And the, the third of the stars swept away and thrown to the earth are his angels, the angels that are under Satan. Remember, Satan and a third of the angels rebelled against God. And so... They became the powers and authority and principalities that scripture talks about of his dark kingdom that is the ruler of this world currently. But up until this time, and I'm not putting a day like, oh, it happened on this day. Uh, You know, I think these things are probably happening in progress. Um, And so... Whereas before, they had rulership in the second heaven, the area between God's throne room and this earth. So his throne room being in the third heaven, us being in the first heaven on this earthly level. And so they they had uh, power and control over this level. Remember in Daniel, was it Michael that had difficulty getting to... Um, getting to Daniel, it took him 21 days, right, to um, visit him because, I can't remember, maybe Michael was the only angel helping him. But anyways, he had to fight his way through the second heaven in order to get to Daniel. 
And it took him weeks to do so after Daniel started praying. He said, I started coming right away, but I had to fight my way through the second heaven because that area was controlled by all these ruling powers and authorities. And so they've had dominion over the earth because Adam gave them dominion over the earth. Well, now we see they're thrown down. And so we see, and we're going to see in a minute, because this kind of sounds like Satan's doing it, and then later it's going to sound like God did it. And I don't know if those are two separate events or they're just two different descriptions of the same event. But what we're going to see is those thrones being removed and the principalities and authorities, which were the dark angels under Satan, being thrown down to earth. And so losing their power and authority over, you know, in the important high places, but all of a sudden being a lot more active in the earth. So it's good and bad. It's bad because all of a sudden you have these supreme, you know, powerful beings uh, running amok in the earth. And if you're not in Christ, I mean, they have sway, right? They, anyone who's not in Christ, they are far more powerful than they're more far, far more powerful than all of us other than Christ has overcome them all. And when he is in us and we are being ruled by him and we haven't left any open doors to them, then, then they can't touch us. Now, if we're living half in and half out, well, they, we're still exposed to them. But if we're living completely unto the Lord, then they can't touch us. Um, it, it, because Christ has overcome them. But for most of the world who is not that way, um, this is utter chaos and, dif- you know, difficulty, destruction. The good news is the second heaven becomes open. The, the thrones are now open. There are places of authority above these beings. So then we see this uh, man-child is uh, about to come, and this dragon, Satan, is completely uh, you know, against these things. You know, we see the, the horns, the crowns, the, 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 you know, that shows uh, different, um, probably different um, principalities, different uh, leadership roles within his order, and the crowns uh, signifying authorities and, you know, they're sent down, but they're, he's waiting for this man-child to be born because he knows this is key. He's got to attack and kill this man-child as soon as he's born out of the church. So verse 5, And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that there she would be nourished for 1,260 days. So this man-child, which I would present to you as the Sun Company, it's those, the many members of Sun Company, the many sons of God who've been prepared in these days to die to themselves, to take on the, the likeness of God being continually renewed into the likeness character of God taking on his wisdom, living for him and his ways, not their own. Those who've matured and can be trusted with his authority. They, it says he, they, they or him, this man child, is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And this child was caught up to God, so brought up to the throne. 
So we just saw in the last chapter this this throne room being exposed. This we we know these uh, the, these other areas are open. These these areas for authority and rulership, and all of a sudden this man child is caught up. And then we see this number again: twelve hundred sixty days, so three and a half years. This place has been prepared by God. And then verse seven. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels waged war, and they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven, and the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. So so there's a war between the dark angels between uh, the angels of God and and uh, the sun company is probably involved in this as well, since they're now imbued with uh, the strength and, and authority of Christ. And the good guys overcome the bad guys. And the, the bad guys, you know, Satan and, and all his crew were not strong enough. There was no place for them in heaven anymore. So they were thrown down. So now Satan and uh, whether we call him the devil, Satan, he who deceived the whole world, he and all his dark angels are thrown down to the earth. And then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night and they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb, and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life, even when faced with death. For this reason rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. So this is very clear that this is not after Jesus comes. We see going up to heaven, we see things like this, and Immediately, a religious spirit will try to get hold of us and say, oh, that's after I die. Life's going to be pretty much normal until I die. And then those things will happen. No, this is very clearly... I'm not saying any one particular life, but I mean, this is occurring in time. This is not after time. So Jesus has not returned yet. The scripture, again, is very clear that... um, the sons of God must rule and reign, multiply, start fulfilling the original role for mankind that was given to Adam so that God is glorified through mankind who chose to give up their lives for him and live for him to his glory, even though we can't see him. That is a wonder to all the angels and to every other created being that this thing, this wisdom of God be made known to all creation. This must happen. So being caught up to heaven doesn't mean you're dead now. It means you're living a fully heavenly reality while still living on earth. You're able to enter the throne room of God. I know many people have had visions of being in the throne room of God. I I mean, might even have had something kind of like that, but it would be a pale shadow of what I'm talking about. I don't, the fullness of this is not complete yet, but I very much believe God is doing this. Actually, Tim Pinson Jr., I haven't talked to him about it. I just heard him in a meeting talk about it, 
having an experience like this recently, and, and others have, but he was undone by it. <laughs> I mean, and I have not had that sort of experience. But, but, and so maybe that that's a, a taste of the fulfillment. I, I can't speak to what someone else has experienced, but. Um, but we see a fullness of this sun company being able to enter into the throne room of God, being fully imbued with the authority and power. Um, and this, again, this is still, this is a process, and I don't know how this is all going to unfold, but this is what God is doing, and, and this is what God said a couple thousand years ago he was going to do. So what has become available to mankind? Salvation, power, and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ, the full authority for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He's been standing before our God day and night accusing us and he's been thrown down and they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb. Jesus makes this possible. It is impossible without Jesus. Okay. And because of the word of their testimony, their lives, how they live their lives. So both are important. We must have the blood of Christ or or we're just dead in our sins. Like it's impossible without that. But the word of their testimony means how do they live their life? And he goes on, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. So they died to themselves in order to be remade and renewed in Christ. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you. So this is a time of great difficulty on the earth. This is a small sun company that this has happened to, uh, not the not all of humanity. Because great wrath has come, knowing the devil knows he only has a short time left. And so he's full of wrath and causing much destruction in the earth. Verse 13, and when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman so that she could fly into the wilderness to her place where she was nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. And the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman so that he might cause her to be swept away with the flood but the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon poured out of his mouth. So the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So the woman who is the church is being persecuted now by the dragon. He, he can't touch the, the uh, sun company. So he's focusing on the church. And... But she's protected by the Lord. So she's she's persecuted. So she's going through difficulty. That has to happen in every believer's life in order to be separated. You know, the sword separates uh, the soul and spirit like bone and marrow, right? I mean, it's it's a painful process. And each one looks different for each one. Someone can't do it to someone else. It is something done by the Lord himself in order to separate us from worldly ways, worldly thoughts, worldly thinking, worldly feeling, uh, living for the flesh, to be separated from these things and live for him, die to those things and live for the Lord. And so she was kept and, and he uses the same language Daniel does for times, t- for a time, times and half a time. So again, three and a half years from the presence of the serpent. The serpent 
poured water like a river. So he's always trying to copy God. So God's got the river of life. Well, the serpent is pouring out river uh, out of his mouth. He's trying to sweep her away in a flood. But the earth helped the woman, opened its mouth, and drank up the river. And so the dragon was enraged at the woman. And then he goes off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So we see a new generation of sons of God raised up from the woman after this time. I made a recording in the first half of this year. You can find it. I think it was around between the recordings of like Isaiah and Matthew. Um, uh, But I, I talked about this and the Lord, I don't know, year and a half ago or something. I don't, well, well, maybe it was just earlier this year, because that's when I made the recording. I don't remember. Um, but I was driving home one day, and um, the the Lord started speaking to me of uh, being, you know, kind of a, a calling or a ministry to come is uh, helping to train up these other sons of God. And I thought, well, that doesn't fit with Scripture. And it wasn't until the next day I went and read Revelation 12 again, which I hadn't read in a while. And I somehow had never noticed this last verse because I never understood it. But here we go. Um, there are more sons, a newer generation where we see the fulfillment. Because if you look at all the great uh, people of God that have come historically in the Bible, um, you, you see them, they do, and they live a, a godly lives in in many ways. and But then it's not passed on. Like, David was not a good father to his sons. Solomon was not a good father to his sons. Uh, you can go on and on in, in those examples. Um, whereas the, in, even in the original church, um, they, w- the grace was not given for the fulfillment of people of God carrying on so that the new generation becomes greater than the prior generation. Things fell off after that early generation. And when we look at the last chapter of Malachi, and we talked about, he talks about a time coming when the hearts of the fathers would be back for their sons and the hearts of the sons back for their fathers. We see a picture of a family of God where the ways of God are taught and multiplied throughout the generations. And of course, that should be our, our natural families, but more it's talking about a family of God, bringing new people to know the Lord in his ways and to grow in a, up in it so that they know the Lord and are filled with the Lord so that the, you know, Jeremiah's prophecy is fulfilled, that everyone knows the Lord. No one has to be told about the Lord because everyone knows about the Lord. Everyone has been brought up into him and we are all led by this law of the spirit in our hearts. And that's chapter 12, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. I was about to, um, you know, just, okay, and I need to write a description of this and post it. And I just flip back to the end of chapter 11, and there's something obvious that I didn't say. Um, I'm sure if I went and did this commentary again, I'd have completely different things to say often because it's just whatever comes to my mind <laughs> as I'm speaking. There's no preparation for these things. But verse 19 of chapter 11 is the very last verse. And the temple of God, which is in heaven, was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, and there were flashes of lightning, sounds, and peals of thunder. Okay, well, who, who's the temple of God? It is the people of God, right? 
that those who are completely given over to him, filled with him, in his presence. So now the covenant, what does the covenant represent? His presence. His presence is now in the temple of God. And how did I just end the uh, Revelation 12? That's exactly the picture. And there's flashes of lightning, sounds of thunder. There's, there's fear and awe among all of creation because the presence of God is now fully in his people. And they're fully his. He's fully in them. And now we have a true living temple of God in the earth. And so the, he, Revelation and many other books in the Bible give pictures of what this is. But we put it all together and this is God's plan. This is what he's doing. And, and uh, we are to be the fulfillment of his glory and his wisdom for all of creation. And that this time, I think, is really the end. God bless you.